1: The only way to actually engage in sin is, is you gotta lie to yourself. You have to convince yourself that, that it's okay. That it's, it, it might even be good for you. You have to convince, you have to, you have to persuade yourself of the lie. And what Chambers says is you have to nail them with the reality.
0: For someone to engage in sin, they must lie to themselves. If you know you're doing something wrong, in order to do it, you have to tell yourself a lie. And in today's message, Pastor Robert will encourage you to fight sin with truth. If sin is coming from lies, we can combat those lies with the truth of the Bible. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 23 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio.
1: read through this stuff quickly. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they're full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish that the outside of them may be clean also. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you're like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, you also appear, outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you're full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous and say, if we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Therefore, your witness witnesses against yourselves that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up then the measure of your father's guilt serpents, brood of vipers. How can you escape the condemnation of hell? Jesus is rough on them. Why? Because they needed it. Oswald Chambers, in, in, in his little book, um, it was one of the required reading books we had for the uh, School of Urban Ministry and Missions, but a little tiny book called Workmen of God. And one of the things that he writes about in there is how difficult it is to... Help a wayward Christian, like a backslidden Christian, help them turn around, come back to the Lord. He said, you got to hit them really hard with the reality of their rebellion. I heard a guy say, a pastor say one time that the only way to actually engage in sin is you got to lie to yourself. You have to convince yourself that, that it's okay. That it's, it, it might even be good for you. You have to convince, you have to to persuade yourself of the lie. And what Chambers says is you have to nail them with the reality. And that's what Jesus is doing for these Pharisees. There's clear evidence in the Bible that some of them heard it. Some of them took it to heart. Not many, but some. Maybe only one or two. But Jesus makes no... Apology for the fact that there is a hell, and those who reject his offer of redemption, life, the love of God, are going to go there. Those who have misrepresented the heart of God, the word of God, are going to go to the hottest room in the house, so to speak. Verses 34 to 36, Jesus says, Therefore, indeed, I send you prophets, wise men, and scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify, and some of them you'll scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city, that on you may come all the righteous blood shed on the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar, from A to Z, he says, you guys are guilty. Assuredly, I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. Now, please, please don't miss the fact that Jesus was confronting a generation of Jewish leaders. Not all Jew, all, all, all Jews for all time. Do you understand what I'm saying? People have used this, among other passages, to justify anti-Semitism which is uh, it's just wickedness. It's just people being used by the enemy. Jesus confronted a specific group of people, and he says, you're going to pay for your rebellion. You're going to reap the consequences of the blood of these righteous men down through the ages. But in doing so, did you notice that he also declared himself to be God in the flesh? Did you catch it? Jesus said to them, therefore, I send you prophets. Who sends prophets? God sends prophets. Oh, he, man, did he hit them with it. He declared himself in their hearing to be God. And, and then he went on to prophesy, you know, to, to prophesy the, the, the persecution that would take place and the destruction of Jerusalem. We're going to read more about it next week in Matthew chapter 24. But see, he tells them, listen, in in the last two verses, 37 to 39, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, he begins to grieve over what's coming. Oh, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who were sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together. As a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. He concludes with this this incredibly frightening statement at this point. He says, I wanted to gather you together so many times. You're my chosen people. You know, over and over in in the, the book of Isaiah, God calls them his elect, his chosen people, the elect of God. He's like, I wanted to gather you together like a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. Think about that picture. It's one of comfort. It's one of security, protection, right? He says, I wanted to do that, but I couldn't. Why not? What did he say? They weren't willing. They were not willing. Now, that's so important. He won't violate will. He will not violate your freedom to choose. Why not? Because it's, it's all about us loving him. It's not about him having, you know, billions and billions and billions of slaves who will bow before him and worship him. It's about him having a a family made up of people who have chosen to trust him, who have chosen to love him. And he's saying to some of you right now, my arms are open, will you let me love you? Will you come to me and draw close? It's up to you. You have have total freedom to say no to him. Why in the world would anybody say no to that? Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth, the one who put skin on and became one of us and allowed himself to be tortured, humiliated, mocked, crucified, so that as a human being, all of our guilt could be paid for, so that it would be possible for a human being to be once again made alive by the Spirit of God. Why would you say no to that?
0: We're so glad you tuned in today for Pastor Robert's message in the book of Matthew. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel,
1: But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. Please, prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the donate button.
0: Thanks, David, and thank you for joining us today to study Matthew. Join us next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.